The Church, in her wisdom, sets out weekly readings from the Gospels. These readings allow us to follow the life and teachings of our Lord Jesus Christ and the story of our salvation. Upper Room Media presents to you the weekly Sunday homily delivered from Sydney, Australia. Please. Okay, so today I want to talk to you about light. Light. So what am I holding in my hand? Am I holding light in my hand? An electric lighter. Yeah, I'm holding an electrical lighter. And what else am I holding in my hand? Candles. Candles. How do these candles work? Yes, I. Yeah, so what's inside here? Yes, Noah. Oil. So this is an oil candle. There's a wax candle. There's an oil candle. There's different types of candles. Okay. How many candles do we usually use in the church? Yes, many. Two. So yeah, so these are electrical ones. So we use them when we're reading the gospel. Where else do we use the candles? Yes, Lydia. In the altar, can you see there's two candles on the altar? Okay, where else do we use candles? Yes, when I use all three of them, right? When I say, oh God, have mercy on us. Yes, where else do we use candles? When, when the deacons who serve on the altar hold the candles. When the deacons on the altar hold candles. When, where else or when else? Yes. Do you in fasting prayer? Fraction pray, yes, during fraction pray, that's right. Where, when else? Yes. Pentecost, yes. Yes, a deacon holds a candle when we're doing communion, yes. The nativity, well, any feast, yes. But when else? There's another night that I put seven candles in front of me. Yes, Apocalypse Night, okay? So I put seven candles in front of me. So sometimes we use one candle, like you said, with a deacon holding it. Sometimes we use two candles during the reading of the gospel or on the altar. Sometimes we use three candles and sometimes we use seven candles. Okay, so each one of them has a different meaning, okay? So when we use, yeah, so when we use the three, when we use the three candles is the, the symbol of the Trinity, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And we try to, usually it's a wax candle, not an oil lit candle. How does the wax work? Does anybody know how the wax works with candles? Yes, Matthew. Exactly, the heat of the fire melts the wax. Or because of the wax, you can have fire. It can go either or. Okay? So what has to happen for you to see uh, a light? The wax has to melt. Same thing for the oil. In order for me to see the light, what has to happen to the oil? Yes, Polly. It has to burn. Yes, the oil has to burn. So something has to decrease for something to increase. Okay? So this is a symbol of what? In the church. Something has to decrease for something else to increase. 
Confession? How? I don't know. <laughs> yes. Yes, our Lord Christ, he, He's the one that died for our sins, right? So, but He sacrificed so we can be saved, right? He is the light of the world, so He died for our sins, so we can be the light of the world, right? So, hold, hold this microphone, I'm going to do a demonstration. Thank you. Concentrate with me. I'm not giving you the microphone so you could just put it up. Okay, so imagine if this is the Lord Christ, okay? And the Lord Christ that is fire makes all of us lit. So is he the light of the world or are we the light of the world? Both. He says, I am the light of the world, but you are also the light of the world. Because he says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your fathers in heaven. So he's the source, okay, and he gives us this light. So when we shine God's light, when we shine God's light, why are we shining God's light? Because for his glory, he says, let your light so shine before men. So let, allow your light shine before men. Why? So they can see your good works. And then what? Glorify you or like glorify God? And glorify God. Okay? Now, if there is no fire, then it's darkness. So it's either you are lit or you have no light in you. Okay? Either you have oil or wax that helps you to light the world or you have no oil or wax. And the oil and wax are your good deeds. So when you do good deeds, you light before men. Is the oil seen? No. So the oil is inside of each one of you. I can't see the oil. But in order for me to see the oil, I, or in order for me to prove that there's oil in here, what do I need to do? Light it. That means there's oil in here. Right? If there's no oil, what would happen to the fire? It wouldn't go on. So we have to be filled with the with our good deeds and the Holy Spirit and the grace of God. So all of this can show the people around us our good deeds. Okay? Please take a seat. Thank you so much. Put these back. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Christ is risen. Half of you are sleeping. Let's try it one more time. Christ is risen. The deacons are awake, the congregation is sleeping. Let's try it one more time. Christ is risen. Wonderful. So I have to do this every time to wake you up. So, as we continue during the Holy 50 days, we experience the resurrected Christ in different forms. We experience Him as the bread of life. We're experiencing Him as the nourishing water. And today we're experiencing Him as the light of the world. He is the light of the world. And like I was saying to the children, that His light is given to us freely. And through our relationship with Christ, we can also be the light in the world. But a lot of times, we don't know how to attain this light. 
We don't know how to capture this light. Sometimes our candles are dim. They're not lit. In order for us to have this life filled with light, we need to encounter Christ. Just like what I demonstrated. The candle cannot be lit until it counters fire. But a lot of times, we don't spend enough time to encounter this fire. The busy life that we're leading and the fast-paced life that we're leading makes us feel that I could encounter Christ in a fast-paced environment. As if, just like I could attain food by a phone call, or just like I could attain food by a drive-through, or just like I could do my job staying at home, a lot of us feel like I could actually encounter Christ very quickly. It doesn't work that way. The world does one thing, and God does something totally different. In order for me to light, I have to encounter Christ for a long time. I have to have Christ in my heart. I have to have a relationship with Him. Can you imagine trying to have a relationship with someone and just say hi and bye and leave and you say that I really know this person? You can't. I need to spend time with Him. I need to talk to Him. I need to open my heart to Him. I need to feel His presence in, in my life and how my life is being blessed. Christ, when He comes in your heart, He gives you many blessings. If you have not encountered these blessings, then you have not encountered Christ. One of the very first things that you will encounter once you have Christ is peace. Peace. If the King of Peace is in your heart, then you will have peace. You will have peace within yourself, first and foremost. You'll be reconciled with yourself. You won't put on a show for people. You won't have multiple faces. You'll be truly authentic. You'll be fully reconciled. Until now, there's a lot of many people that cannot be themselves in front of everyone. They have to be one self at work, another person at church, another person at home, another person out when they're vacationing as if they're a multifaceted, multi-personality person. Why? Because they're not reconciled with themselves. If they have true peace and they reconcile with themselves, it doesn't matter where they go, they are the same person. So-and-so at work is the same as so-and-so at home, the same as at church, the same as everywhere they go. You have to encounter Christ to have this king to have the king of peace live and settle in your heart. Peace with others. So many people don't have peace with others.
So many people are fighting with others. So many people are not reconciled with others. He did this to me 20 years ago. I did this to him five years ago. And constant fighting. They're not reconciled. There is no king of peace in their heart. If you encounter Christ and you felt him in your heart, you have peace with everyone. Give to those who ask. Anyone that asks you anything, give them whatever they want. Why? Because you're going to let go of it anyway. If you see someone asking for something, food or money, give them. In any case, you're going to leave everything behind. So might as well do that to help someone else. Reconcile with other people. Have peace with other people. If we encounter Christ, we will have peace in our hearts to be reconciled with ourselves, reconciled with others, and be reconciled with God. In order for me to be reconciled with God, I have to repent and I have to confess. All the sins are against God Himself, first and foremost. So I have to confess my sins. Once I'm filled with His peace, once I'm reconciled, then I can truly, my, my light can truly shine. You can say, this person is a very peaceful person. He doesn't quarrel, he doesn't fight, everybody loves them. They're authentic. They're true to themselves, they don't gossip. Why? Because they're filled with Christ. They have this oil in their hearts, so when they encounter the fire of Christ, they can too be light in the world. When I encounter the resurrected Christ, not only do I have peace, but I have joy. This joy, how, how valuable is this joy in today's world? True joy, not a temporary joy. True joy, I'm, I'm joyful all the time. Why? Because I know if I sinned, I could repent and I confess. And if I die, I'm going to go to heaven. Those two things are enough to give us joy. So I have peace, I have joy. I have wisdom. Many times we don't talk enough about wisdom. When I encounter Christ, and I know that He's the light of the world, and He opens my eyes, I attain wisdom. I know where to go. Your word is a light unto my feet. A lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Just reading God's word can tell me where to go. It opens my eyes to right and wrong. It gives me wisdom. When I encounter Christ, I have at least those three things. Peace, joy, and wisdom. Each one of them is so valuable in today's world. Go to anyone that has a very hectic life and tell them how much would it be worth for you to be joyful just for one hour. 
How much would you pay for that? They would pay a lot of money to be truly joyful. Go to a, a marriage or a family that has lots of problems and tell them how much would it be, how much would you pay to have peace in your family for a day. Go to someone that's making a hard decision and tell him or her how valuable would it be to have wisdom to make the right decision, especially when it comes to major decisions in their life. These things are extremely valuable and we attain them freely just by encountering Christ. Give time for Christ to settle in your heart. Christ is not a drive-through that I go and move and I encounter Christ quickly. Christ is a person that I sit with, that I talk to, that I lift up my heart to, that I praise, that I enjoy. He is a heavenly Father that cares for His children. Let us today encounter Christ. Let us today give time for our growth spiritually. And let us enjoy His peace, His joy, and His wisdom in our life. To God be the glory for us. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.